AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It was a hit, and I didn't think it was going to be a hit with one minute, man. You don't put this out? Tim, you crazy. This is jam. All my girls, the girls going crazy. I'm like, yeah, man, that girl was going crazy. Hell no, nah, we didn't like it. But then when it blew up, I said, that girl misses. She knows. And from that point on, you never questioned anything. <laughs> it was like Game of Thrones. <laughs> she was like, yes, my queen. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host, Shannon Sharp. I'm also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay, and the guy that's stopping by for conversation and a drink today is a global icon. He has more top 10 hits than Elvis and the Beatles. 21 Grammy nominations, four wins, a DJ, super producer, rapper, songwriter, executive, entrepreneur, the emperor of sound, none other than Tim Lynn. Tim. Hey, brother. What's up, bro? I'm blessed. How you what? doing? You know what, bro? When you come on the show and I have someone as distinguished as yourself, uh, I got to toast your career yes. and more things to come. Ooh. Appreciate you. Mm. Got your bottle. Mm. <laughs> For those out there, if you are a cognac drinker, this right here. Ooh, that's Shay Shay. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Ooh, Shay. <laughs> Woo! Yes. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. How you doing? I'm I'm great, man. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. blessed. You know what? Let's go back to the beginning. I'm gonna go start back. We can go all the way back to Virginia. I was reading your story. Have a, you have a man? You have a very interesting life, and you accomplished some great things. But this almost didn't happen. Accidentally got shot working at Red Lobster. Um, what transpired? How did this event come about? I was a kid who always just loved music. You know, growing from the South, <clears throat> as I look back at it now, we really wasn't, you know, my parents, God bless them, but we really wasn't taught, you know, like we can go higher. Right. I was just a kid who always dreamed so big, and I'm like, I, I gotta, this music thing is just on my heart. Mm -hmm. So even when I got shot, I still 
it just I just something I had to do as a kid. Right. Like that, that was my calling because I was a dishwasher working mm -hmm. at Red Lobster. And music just called me. Well, how did you get shot at the dishwasher? You in the back. That's a good question. <laughs> but you know how we young and my right. homeboy had a gun. He said, yo, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get your boy, I'm gonna get your boy. Wait till the This is the craziest thing. We it's like a pro, a promo for a fight. In high in high school, right. kids like, wait till the football game, I'm gonna get you. Right. You could have been for it two <laughs> days early. Right, right, right. But they waited, they built this up. So right. my homeboy grabbed a a, 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 a revolver. And he 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 was putting up in the bag. He said, "Wait till the nice game." And as he was putting up in the bag, he said, "I said, man." I would turn around the clock out, and I turned around, pow! And I walked off, and I thought my arm was on the ground. Right. And I said, "Where my arm at? Where my arm at?" <laughs> I said, "Where my arm? Where my arm?" It what happened? My whole nerve this side got paralyzed. It was right. paralyzed for like about a year, two years. Right. And I had to go to therapy. But I'm like, yo, the only thing I would think about, I'm a DJ. So as you as you're bleeding. What's going through your mind? Are you thinking like, man, man, damn, I accidentally, dude accidentally shot me. I got so much. Because like you said, you had dreamed big. Yeah. I got dreams I got to fulfill. What's going through your mind? I can't DJ no more. My arm, <laughs> my arm ain't working. Right. So I said, I got to figure this out. Right. So I wasn't thinking about even dying. Okay. You know, my parents, that's one thing. They stood, they stood strong and the doctors was like, Telling them we don't know, we don't know. I'm like, I know, I'm, I'm gonna live. That's right. just, that's just the attitude, right. because I felt like God wasn't finished with me yet. Right. And the only thing I was really concerned about was, could I use this arm again? Because it was my, my scratch DJ hand. Right. I could, and that was the only thing I was worried about. As life went on, I'm like, wait a minute, can I lift weights? Can right. I train? Right. Can I do all of that? Okay. But I, I just constantly believe. I think it was my faith that knowing I would get better. You know what I'm saying? As you see what's transpired in the rap community, we see Pop Smoke get run down on, we see what happened to Dolph, uh, Young Dolph, we see some extension, we see some of the guys that have lost their life. Do you look back and say, damn, man, I'm very fortunate because this thing could have really ended, my life could have ended, forget the DJ and what I became, but my life could have ended before it got started. You know, it's, it's funny, like, I, it's, I'm glad you're asking that because I think I go through some PTSD over that to okay. this day. Because when you look at all the young people dying today, I just break down and thank God and say, you know, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Because I do have like some nightmares of that gun going off and I still like, I might, mm -hmm. you might see me jerk a little bit because right. it's just a flashback. Right. And I think it, it didn't come as my career was going. It comes like now right. as you become older, right. as it become a man. You become reflective. Exactly. And it really like, I see why people like sometimes go crazy because the past catch up with you. Right. And I think I kind of relive it here and there. And I just be thankful and just just be, that's all you can be. But it do put me down because I'm like, I could not have been here. Especially when I hear when like Young Dolph and people, run. and it's like, a gunshot is a gunshot. Right. I got shot. Right. In the neck. Right. All I had to do was turn one simple way. I'd have been out of here. Right. But by me turning slight, it goes through here and the bullet's still in me. Right. And they couldn't take it out because they they're afraid that they were paralyzed the whole right side. Wow. So I just think about, you know, <laughs> now I just be like, it'll hit me just driving in the car and I just, just thank God that I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys like like LeBron, all he said, all he thought about was playing basketball. He was also a two-sport guy, played uh, football also, but basketball, since his mom gave him, I think he was like four years old, gave him that basketball. And you hear baseball players say, since my dad gave me a bat and a glove and it was all about baseball and guys with football. With you, you always had a beat 
in your head that you like, man, this is what I want to do. This is what did you know? Like, okay, I'm gonna be a DJ. I'm gonna be a producer. So what was it? I didn't know what I was gonna be. It, I was just letting music guide me. Okay. So I was a great DJ in high school until Missy came into my life. That's when she told me that I was a great producer. Okay. Missy gave me every all the confidence in the world, and she pushed me to be who I am today. Right. If it wasn't for her. The connection of friends, meeting friends from the neighborhood, like-minded people, um, connecting us. And Missy was like, I was start. The only reason why I started doing beats is because the music that people was making, I ain't like. You ain't like it. And I wanted to blend my beats with like Stephanie Mills or Michael Jackson, Human Nature. Mm -hmm. And so I, my mom couldn't afford a keyboard. She, she brought me this Casio keyboard that only could sample for one second. And I started. I said, What can I do with one second? I'm like, I said, Oh, if I speed the record up this way. With my hand, not on the 45 when you click it up. I saw I sped it up real fast on that and slowed it down the last key. So I slowed down time. So how how did you I mean, how did you know to do that? I mean, no, I, I don't mean you, know. you you self-taught. No one, it's not like you you classically trained or you went to Juilliard or you went to some of these super producers that could tell you this. You you're self-taught. I just now realized that. I just like, if there's a will, there's a way. Because right. like I wasn't smart in school. I was like looking at people, like, how do you get that answer? But, you know, from my, I believe that I feel like I had a dyslexia, like, but I feel like I got to use my imperfection to be perfection. Mm -hmm. So me not being self-taught, it's just called figuring it out, solving right. the problem. Right. How do I get one second? My mom can't afford to buy another keyboard. Right. I got to do this music. So I just sat there for weeks and weeks, maybe months, and said, aha, let me slow up time. Speed it up. Speed up one thing, slow down the other. Yeah, slow down the other. I'm looking at, you look at Pharrell Williams, Missy Elliott, Cliff, Pusha T, all of you guys are Virginia. I mean, did you realize, like, when you're going through what you're going through and you look back, say, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, did you realize you guys will be, now, Pharrell Williams, we know what he is in the music, super producer also, now he's the creative director of at uh, Louis Vuitton. Did you guys, did you know that you guys will be what you became? I knew Pharrell would have been great. Okay. I knew Missy was great. I knew we had something special. Right. I knew all of us had something special. I didn't know it would go to this point. Okay. I just know that New York was like the bubbling state and we wanted to be heard from Virginia. Okay. And people, people was like, yo, that Timberland sound. I didn't know I was creating the sound. We didn't know we was creating the sound. Right. Pharrell didn't know he was creating the sound. We were just like-minded people just doing great music. And Teddy got a hold of Pharrell first. So, right. and Teddy, Teddy so, so Pharrell was the first one to really venture off and really understood the studio in that real limelight. And then it was me and Missy and Pharrell kept telling like Teddy, like, yo, it's this other group, it's this other guy named Timberland and Missy Elliott that you need to hear. And I guess Missy came up to the studio with Teddy, so she heard you know, and Teddy was doing this thing with Michael Jackson, Pharrell was helping out. But we all kind of knew that we was destined to be something. We just didn't know what it was. And the thing about it, we didn't think like that. A lot of people today uh, get caught up into the money, to the, right. all this stuff. We didn't think like that. It was the getting better to be proven, right. to say we made it. We got to put us at the table. Give right. us a seat at the table. Cause you know New York had it popping, Kid Capri, all right. this, and no music come out of out of Virginia. So our our purpose was give us a seat at the table. Right, we, we deserve that. We deserve to be heard. It wasn't about making a lot of money. It wasn't about we just know that we had something special. Right, and it needed to be heard, and we stuck to it. We ain't like 
we made ways out of no ways. You know what I'm saying? We right. rode in one car, six people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to go to a studio session, everybody chipping for gas money, and it was the love of the music that, that kept us that kept us going to know that right. we didn't have no money. Right. Music made us feel rich. So you wanted to put, you wanted Virginia to be on the map for music. You got has great athletes. You got Allen Iverson, Bruce yes. Smith. I mean, uh, Michael Vick, uh, uh, Sweet Pea Whitaker. Mm -hmm. So you had the, the the some some pantheon iconic athletes, and they're like, but we ain't got no music. Let's put Virginia on the map for music. Yeah, and 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 I guess Pharrell was the first one to kind of bust down the door. Then right. then came Missy, and Missy came with like. Uh, that Gina Thompson, right. he, 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 how. Then everybody like, who is this girl? Right. Then from there came, she she put me on, so I was a part of her. And then when we left Jodeci, we was with Jodeci at right. one time, mm -hmm. and then we left Jodeci, and we had this song called Sugar and Spice, Me and Missy. Right. And that song got to Craig Coleman, which got to Aaliyah. Right. And Aaliyah said, I don't like the words, I don't like the song Sugar and Spice, but I want to work with the people who did that. I want to work with the guy who did the beat and whoever wrote the song. And from that point on, Virginia Sound was on the map. How did you and Missy get started? Were you friends before she heard your beats? Did you guys go to school? Did you go to rival schools? How did Missy and Timberland come to be? Missy and Timberland came to be because uh, a friend of mine named, um, I think Melvin Noor, which was Magoo. That's Magoo. Okay. Magoo Noor. Magoo's from Portsmouth. Melvin knew. Missy, and then this guy named E was working with Missy, mm -hmm. was working with the group. Missy was in a group called Phase E. Okay. They the first one to put out a record from Virginia, so they was like the top notch. Okay. So then Missy and E connected, say, yo, you need to meet this guy named Timberland, and he connected us and came to my mom's house when I stayed in Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. Missy, I had, a, I had was doing just beats like for the play, right. the mix with, right. but Missy heard the beats and like, no, I'm about to sing over this. And I, that was the first time I got introduced to okay. singing over hip-hop beats. Okay. was through Missy. Right. I didn't know nothing about it. I'm like, you about to do what? What? And she put them harmonies. My life changed. Right. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is what I want to do for right. the rest of my life. And then it's like, she just kept like giving me the encouragement, like how dope you was, because then I just stopped, I kind of stopped DJing and I stopped focusing on beats. Right. So I was like, cause she introduced me to melodies, harmonies. You can write songs. You don't have to just rap on these beats. Right. I'm gonna write songs. And I was sampling old Patrice Russian and making them like dope break beats. Right. And she's like, uh, uh we about to make this a song. And then she started singing and writing. I was like, it was the first, it was, it was like what I was doing elevated to the next level. Right. And she gave you confidence that you could do something more than DJ. She gave you confidence more than you can just produce beats. Because a lot of times someone of Missy, she's like, well, let me go get a more famous producer. Mm -hmm. She took the local kid from Virginia and says, nah, we're going to do this together. I'm leaving and I'm taking you with me. That's exactly how it happened. Devontae, they met, they met Jodeci at uh, a concert. They met him backstage. Devontae said, y'all want to fly y'all out to Jersey. And then Missy said, well, can we fly my producer that I got back home? And that was me. Right. But you so, were the producer. She said she yeah, got a producer. Yeah. So she didn't go to Devontae. She said, I got my own. Right. We got our own. So that's how it was. How much pressure is that? Because that's Missy. She said, and they said, well, we got this producer for you. She said, nah, but I got my producer back home. So now this is your opportunity. 
you know, in, in the uh, Eminem song, you get one shot uh -huh. to seize this moment. Mm -hmm. So now that's a lot of pressure. It was, but I wasn't scared of it because <laughs> we had a sound. Right. And Devontae liked them for my sound. Right. And so by him being as great as he is, he knew he came in the game with a sound with his group. Right. So I thank God that he was like, yo, all right, he can come up right. because I want to meet that guy who's doing that. And so it kind of worked because I learned from him. He learned from me. I was, I, we both was young, but I was like a teenager when he was in his 20s. So he was doing his style and I was learning from him because he was, take, he took harmonies and vocals and taught me and Missy how to really like, really expand it. And then my beats was like different for him. So he was like, okay, I'm good at slow song, tempo good at up tempos and mid. Right. So it was a perfect marriage, you know what I'm saying? I hear you saying that this guy took you and says, okay, this is what I do, this is what you do, and we mix together. And it seems to me back then you saw a lot of that. Is that commonplace now in the game that guys are willing to work and bring someone else along, or is that a forgotten art? Is that a forgotten trick? I think now we have more gatherings than we ever had because because right now when I go in the studio, now everything is on a computer. Okay. So what I have witnessed in this generation is you good at it, He's good at it, she good at it. We put up one computer, everybody just come after each other and add to the same thing. And I was like, wow, wow. Look how collaboration has evolved. Right. It's just everybody sitting, everybody know how to work the computer, everybody right. work on the same thing. Right. So everybody explained it, explains, displays their gift right. on the computer. So now it's more, it's a lot of more collaborative collaborating today than I think it was in our era. Okay. Now, Missy. The album, you're on us, and she's like, okay, I got my producer, Tim. Okay, you're, you're in studio. You're working on this. Like, are you thinking like, man, we about to blow? Or are you like, damn, anxiousness, nervousness? What's, go what's going through your head when you're, in the, when you're in the studio with Missy and you guys are going to come out with this album? Man, you know what's going through my head is I got a job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was going through my head. I got a job. Okay. I'm popping now. Right. You know, because all I wanted was $3,000 to help my mama and my parents. You know, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's all. That's people, all you wanted. Yeah. That's how, that's what we come from. Right. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? And yeah. I look back at it, it's like, wow. Those were the good old days of right. life. You know what I'm saying? Not wanting much and taking little and making it so much. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was just happy that we got what we wanted, right. which was a deal. It wasn't no pressure on the first album because it was all fun. Okay. It was all, okay. the, the rain, that was all, let's show the people what we got. Okay. That first album, there's no pressure. No pressure. It blows up. Uh-huh. The second album, okay. there's pressure. Now, let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Missy took me through the ringer. What? Missy would make, well, she always kind of did, but here's what she said. Oh, this is my sophomore album. So she's like, we got to beat what we did. Right. So she was always like a drill sergeant. She would make me go through a hundred beats before she picked one. And she'd be like, Tim, that might be dope for Jay-Z or Ludacris, but I got to dance to it. I got to see the video. I got to see how my girl's going to look. So she gave me this whole story. So I was yeah. like, it made me look at my beats different. I was like, so I started like, is this how, how the girl's going to dance tonight? <laughs> Is this sound? Is she go? Where she go? So she just, you know, right. Missy took, you know, she'll make you, she'll put you up here. Then she'll bring you down. 
but that's part of being right. great. You know, everything right. that we go through in life, when we get our professional job, once you go in the door, right. You know, everybody, right. LeBron, you got to know how to play with LeBron. And he, once you get on this team, right. you better know how to play. Right. So Missy, like, now we're on this team. Right. Let me show you what Missy's really about. Okay. The fun is over. Now, this the Missy that, now that I'm in the door. I'm like, well, Missy, if you don't, it's your boy, Tim. You know how we rock. Come on, Missy. It's I your don't boy, rock boy. that way, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so when she say stuff like that, what I mean, she a girl. And every time she told me, I'd be like, my sister, right? Right. But why you just... You take me high, you bring me low. You right. take me high, you right. bring me low. Right. But I enjoy that because it made me who I am today. Right. I don't think I would have all these Jay-Z records, all the hits that I have, right. if I just settle. She made me not settle. Right. We can be hotter, Tim. We can be doper. I mean, you I mean, you look at, I mean, get your freak on and work it. And her songs are so catchy and they're so, you know, you dance. And the, and the thing was, in the videos, was so futuristic, even for way back then. I mean, she was way, way ahead of her time as far as videos. And you're like, that's, you're like, I mean, do you sit back and like, that's my cold. Oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, people around be like, you know that's dope. It's like you get that head nod, you, right. know, you know what I'm saying? We do for yeah. We, mm -hmm, yeah. And when she, cause she bring it to life. Right. She, she, she takes something that I present to her and she just say, watch how I make this blossom. Right. And she just make it blossom. And I'd be like, I'd just be smiling in the inside. Right. Like, I don't know how to show it on the outside, but the inside, I'd be saying all oh, what you saying. When, <laughs> when you first met Missy and you looking at this, she's very small in stature, but her presence is like commanding. She's a, she demands that you look at her. She demands that you pay attention to her. Did you think this small, small of a woman could be in what she became? And now, as far as songwriting, she's in the Songwriting Hall of Fame. She's got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That, that's my girl. That's my homie from B.A. Missy is like, who is it? What's it? Is it Oprah from Color Purple? Yeah. That's who Missy is like. Missy is... She's a sink. She comes from a single mom. Okay. Missy, she always had leadership in her. Okay. So when a person has leadership, it doesn't matter how they lead you. Yeah. And Missy was always a great leader. Mm -hmm. So I, I would, I'm not surprised of how big she was because you couldn't just come. Nobody, I don't care who you are, you can't just say anything right. to Missy. Missy, gonna, she gonna challenge you. If it's <laughs> she gonna challenge you, okay. and that was a VA thing. She right. like, you like, oh, Missy, we should go on top of the moon. You can go on the top of the moon. <laughs> Missy Elliott ain't going on top. And people be like, you know, you know how this this world is, right. all the entertainment, right. Hollywood. Oh, you should. Be. No, that's not she what we do. She gonna march her own beat. Mm -hmm. She really stick to how we was raised right. in the South, and she don't she don't bend the rules. Right. Other people could be going over there. Missy, Missy ain't going over there. She's very stern very on point. She has sheer will and she's going to do what she says she's going to do. So she always had that leadership and that's what I always admire, admire her about because when I broke character, she always stayed in character. Right. So I'm like, man, <clears throat> she's amazing. This, this beat, <clears throat> these beats, obviously at the height it was reported that you was getting 500,000. Have you ever had to tell someone, bro, I can't let you get on this one. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> no, I 
nobody from our generation, I had okay. to do that. But as I started working with the new generation, I, I don't say they was bad. I right. think my ears, I think I got old real. You know what I'm saying? I said, uh-oh, this bit like prices kicking in. Right. Because I'm like, because music evolves. Right. But when it was evolving, I stopped evolving. Right. So when a person got on it, I was like, what in the hell is you saying? Like, you off the beat. Right. So I had to start adjusting because I got kids. They like, no, nah, dad, like, that's popping. I'm saying. He ain't on the beat, man. Right. That's not popping. Right. Then I start saying, okay, music, don't let me down. Cause you, 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 you leveled up. up. You leveled up. Mm -hmm. So I was a person who changed right. people's perspective of putting animals in music. Right. So I gotta accept the new rhythm of the youth. So I started listening to it. And I'm like, wow. That's what's hot now. Yeah, and it started it started hitting me different. I'm like, oh, I get it. But when I first walked in the door, it threw me off. And that's when I had to say, bro, you can't have this. Before I say that, I went to my, my son. And I'm like, before I go left, is this dope? That's crazy. You crazy. I'm like, OK. I got to go back to school. I, got, I, have, I have age. I have gotten too comfortable with what I've always been doing mm -hmm. and not looking that it can evolve. Mm -hmm. There's another Timberland come around the door. Right. There's another person come around. The, when all these tags coming out, I was like, I wasn't prepared for all that. I wasn't prepared for all, you know, the, 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 the new generation of digital. But I should have known it was coming because we had Pro Tools. Right. And so I should have known that everything is going to be switched over to a laptop. I was one of those guys to say, oh, that ain't music. When Ableton came out and people started playing on a, on a pad. Right piano on a pad, right. and I had to say, yo, that's not a piano. And and, and it really kind of like, that really like took me down. Like I had a low because I felt like I'm so on point, but I let, I kind of like let life kind of get in the way, which kind of did steer me to another road where I kind of let music evolve above me. Mm -hmm. So when that happened, when I got with the new generation, I had to really like take a deep dive and say, wait a minute, what's going on here? Did you ever get, and it doesn't seem like this happened, but uh, get high off your own supply. You like, you have all these number one hits and they're coming out and coming and coming and people come to you, hey, 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 Tim, I need you. No, nah, but I don't need you. Did you tell anybody, did you like, and look back at it and say, man, I shouldn't have done that. Yes, I've done that's, that. All that, what I just told you, based down to that, to say, mm-mm. I don't know what they're doing. They can't take a tempo beat. They can't do this. And not understanding that they, they grew up to my music. Right. And just, it's bigger than me. And I had to really just do a deep dive into self-reflection and be like, I changed the game. Who am I? Who are you? Right. These kids look up to you. Their favorite song was Cry Me a River. And it's like, I started to like, just really like have talked to my, really my children, you know, because mm -hmm. they're younger. So I'm like, they said, you, you dope. You just got to like, music ain't what y'all you, what you used to do. Right. And, I, and when they started saying that, I'm like, oh, man, we turned the corner. So then I started saying, okay, this is dope. This is dope. And I started getting more active and more in it. And now, like, I'm all the way in it now. But it took, it took some time because I had to come down. Right. I was too high on my right. ego. It was like a coach. Yeah. This is my system. This is what I run. But the players that you have in that system might not be good for that system. Exactly. What you were used to, you were great at that. 
Now these players now might not be great at that. So now let me evolve the system to fit today's players. It's just like basketball. I don't know half of the players, so it evolved. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It evolved. You know? How many stars? Like, we were creating new stars. So when you watch a basketball, I said, do you know? When I went to the basketball game, I'm looking at like, it's just like music. Right. I don't know nobody. Right. I don't know what they three-pointer game. I ain't never seen this before. Right. I ain't never seen this before. So it just, that's what music is. Right. It evolves. Our children get better than right. what we were. They take it to the next level. And I never understood that because I got too caught up in my own high right. horses. So how, how, did, how did it work? Did you like, man, I want to work with this artist. You reach out or they reach out to you and say, hey, Tim, we heard your beat. We heard what you did with Missy. We heard what you did with Jay. We heard what you did with uh, uh, JT. Can you work with us? Or were, did you wait for them to come to you or did you go to them? Well, it's been a time where I, when I was on that, I thought people would come to me, but right. when I realized that there's a lot of people, they're like, man, we don't, we, we go to this, we go to that, because they had a sound. So that kind of ended quick because a lot of young people that once I understood and my ear got more, got corrected back again. So I started reaching out to people that I, you know, these new artists and saying, hey, I want to work with you. Right. Because I admire what they was doing. It was like me surrendering to music. Right. Like, I'm a student all over again. Right. I know I'm a I'm a coach, but I want to be I want to be Steve Carr. I want to be that coach. Feel, I want to be go down to history. Like I got my squad. Right. I got a team. Mm -hmm. I'm maybe not the guy. I understand my role, mm -hmm. and I tell a lot of people understand who you are in your in your strengths and weakness. And I know my strength is guiding people. Yeah, I could do dope beats, but as I started to understand what music was taking me now, is is in that Quincy Jones moment. Mm -hmm. And it's like when Quincy did Thriller, he had a 25-year-old. He's 50. But Quincy grabbed that person. He got Rob Templeton. He grabbed the drummer. He grabbed all these people and made an incredible album. Right. I said, that's what I have to do with the future of music. So now I reach out to people and tell, and people that's not even big that I see they got talent. Yeah, I noticed that. That Because that's the future. That's the world. That they going, you know, everybody can be. Everybody can jump on somebody that's hot. Yeah. You want to get the guy that nobody knows, give him a beat. Got him and then make him and be and make him or her become hot. Yeah, because I want to be the guy like when I say something, not saying to take my word, just give it a pay attention to right. me. Right. You know, it's like binding to your product. Like if I, I say this drink, it's hey, Shannon got the best drink. So if you put out another one, I'm going to Shannon because Shannon knows his taste is amazing. Right. And so okay. it's like I want right. people to understand when I when I say music, pay attention and it's happening. Like I put I posted this French guy, um, Yame. And he said, yo, he called me, he said, now the label's trying to sign me. And I'm like, well, they ain't trying to sign you before. They, you was dope before, just singing on acapella. Yeah. So what I kind of do is like to showcase what's coming after what's already popping today. Right. And I just, it, it gives me joy because it makes me feel like I'm 19 again when right. I first got in music and when I first, when Missy came to me. But now I'm like, I created this legendary brand of Timberland being the legend. So I like reaching out to people to show that I'm paying attention to your art. Right. You already know my art, but I'm scouting you out. Like it's like me creating a team. It's right. Like I want to build. Like okay, these are my these this are my starters. That's my receiver. Exactly. That's my dad. You know what okay. I'm saying? Ooh, we need a we need a, a front runner. We need a, 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 to go take it to the to the right. 100, 100 yard line. So I look at it like that. It's like plays now. Like it's getting the best of the best. And creating, and I was thinking about doing an album like that. I was trying to figure it out because I don't want to do the typical album of getting everybody. I want to take raw talent and show people that, you know, because all, all music is about a song. It's not really about the 
the, the so much of the artist no more. Like we have a uh, hundred songs uploaded every day on Spotify. So with that being said, I just want to have to curate the best songs of, uh, of today with new people. Who's on your Mount Rushmore producers all time? Woo. Teddy Riley. Okay. Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dre. Mm. Um, Pete Rock. Um, How many is that? Got four. That's it. That's it. Unless you're going to do a new, uh, go back and hit. It's only four. That's it. Four hands on my Rushmore. Let me, let me. Damn, you want an octopus. So let's go ahead and no, do No, no, I'm trying to spin the wheel so I make sure I pick the fourth one right. <laughs> hey, it's Teddy Riley, Dr. Dre, Quincy Jones, Pete Rock. I said Pete Rock because he was the guy who kind of had, he was he was the first that kind of like took over the airways with all the remix with Douse Effects. Mm-hmm. Then he had, like, he had the guru. Like, yeah. it was just a, but then, then, it, then, it's, then I, I, it's hard because I want to, okay, if I had to, dang, I can't just forget Premier mm-hmm. and Dilla. See, I'm stuck. I, we're going to have to have three. Because the, <laughs> the fourth one is up, a toss-up. Like, I, I got to go back and well, research I, I think the thing is, when you go, when you say Dr. Dre and Quincy Jones, those two got to be there. It got to be there. They got to, to be, be there. there. Now, we can, we can debate the other two. But you can't have a producer on Mount Rushmore without Dre and without Quincy. You cannot. You cannot. Okay. JT, how did the, the, the relationship with you and JT, Justin Timberlake, come about? Justin always, he liked, my, he liked what me and Missy did. And I, right. met, and I met him when he was 15 at the studio. And he was like, hey, man, I want to work with you. And blah, blah, blah. Was he still in the group? Or was yeah, he, so, he, he, was, was, he was still oh, in the group. Okay. And this was when before Alone came out. Alone was about to, that Michael Jackson. No, Gone. Gone. Was was coming out. And this is like right around that time. Mm-hmm. So he was still in the group, but he was about to do a solo album. And so he was already working for with Pharrell. And then he came, he said he remembered, like, yo, Johnny Wright got with me and said, yo, just want to work with you. So when we got together, we had chemistry because he's from Memphis, I'm from Virginia. It's like we kind of grew up on the same things. And when you kind of like had the same background and talk about the same right. things, and then he was already working for Pharrell, I already knew he was going to click with me. Okay. And it was just it was just like a matter of time if he, you know, because back then you 15, I don't know if you, we say one thing, but he really followed up on it. Like my sound really stuck with him. And right. He, and he had to work with me. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm looking, cry me a river, suit and tie, sexy back, 30, 30 million albums sold. I mean, did you know he could do this? Oh, hell yeah. 
<laughs> when I first met her, I said, oh, this boy, this white boy cold. Yeah. He don't sound like He don't sound like He sound like a better George Michael boy. <laughs> he was, I was like, yo, he got it. And then when he started dancing, I was right. like, I said, it's over. Because at that time, we haven't seen that. Nobody had ever been able to do that. Exactly. Right. So we, we we came in an era where I mean, he can really dance. Now, what Elvis was doing, the shaking his hip, that's one thing. But what he was doing was different. Was what we were doing. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he got, then he started singing. I was like, oh, he out, it's out of here. Right. When he hit the solo, I said, oh, this is a Michael Jackson. And you know what I'm saying? The, the Justified album, that was a masterpiece. And he, 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 when I, when I did Crime in the River, that was like one of the last songs we did. But like the, did you know that was going to be a hit? Do you know, do you know, like, okay, <clears throat> you got a beat and someone is singing over it. Do you know at that moment, this ish is special? Or do you like, I mean, I think it's going to be good. Or have you had a situation where you didn't think, like, I think it's going to be okay. And then it blows up or you have one that you think is going to blow up and it don't go anywhere. Oh, it's a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of those. It's a lot of those. Because um, I like all the B-side records. Right. You know what I'm saying? But for the ones I knew it was going to be a hit, like, that I didn't think that was a hit and I didn't think it was going to be a hit was One Minute Man. I ain't like that song. Right. Missy, like, Missy. I was like, I don't like this song. <laughs> you want to put this out? Tim, you crazy. This is the jam. All my girls, the girls going crazy. I'm like, yeah, I bet that one girl was going crazy. Hell no, nah, we didn't like it. No, nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, man, what minute? You gotta make light of us. I was like, well, I said, man, you gotta put out some, put out videos on the street. Yeah, like, yeah, you gotta do God damn, that one minute, that one minute, like 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes, man. You know, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? You said one minute. Like, what? <laughs> damn. I was like, man, and, and then it's like, and I did that sound, beep, 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 beep. I said, you like this? This feels like nursery rhyme. She said, watch. And then when she said, boy, I'm going to make you love me. I was like, it's, it's dope, but you know, it still ain't, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> then Ludacris got, and the Ludacris called me and said, you don't like this? Boy, you crazy. I'm about to get on it. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to stand 10 toes down. It's all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's cool. Right. But then when it blew up, I said, that girl misses, she knows. And from that point on, you never questioned it. No, nope. it was like Game of Thrones. She <laughs> was like, yes, my queen. <laughs> Whatever you like. <laughs> what I'm looking now, you see Justin, he sold his entire music catalog, and we see a lot of artists starting to unload their music catalog. Uh, Justin Bieber sold his, sold his for 200 million. Tina Turner sold hers for 300 million. Bruce Springsteen sold his for 500 million. Why, why do you think guys, uh, uh, artists, are starting to unload their, their music catalog? I mean, it's a business, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's wrong with it? If somebody, you, we don't know if that 300 million be there tomorrow. Right. So what are we holding on to? What are, what are we doing here? Okay. We, we work as hard for these moments. Right. When are people giving out those type of multiples on a check? Right. You know, so I feel like it's, it's, it's all personal preference. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, when they sell 300 million, that's like, that's a whole to set up for your family. Yeah, that whole like, You know what I'm saying? You yeah. go buy businesses, yeah. Yeah. you get with certain people. And then you look at the time they doing Bruce Springsteen, he should right. have been so. But right. guess what? He probably got his business plan and what he want to do with his money, right. what he want to do. Just add on and make sure you got kids. You know, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's smart business. Right. You know what I'm saying? We do, we build up this catalog, um, 
to for it to sell. Right. But you know, I seen T.I. says like you know different ways of right. doing it, and yeah, he, he is right. like okay, lease it or and, and for a five right. year, ten you years, do that. Then you get you it back, or just go ahead and unload it outright. So it all it all goes down to, to the what's your business? What's your business plan? So T.I. just gave somebody an individual of another business plan, which is not a bad business plan. Correct. And you just have to go do it. And some people, it works because, like, it's all about, you know, we all black and financial literature is, like, not good in our community. So to take a lot of money up front is like what T.I. said is have a have business plan. Right. Don't just take all that money just to say, I got, I sold my catalog. At least have a plan. Right. Or what you're gonna do right. with that money because it'll go just like that. Right. Because when you pay taxes, you look at it very different. So whatever it was, it's half of that. It, it, and then you be hot <laughs> in summer. You hear me? I just got a witness of that. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you took what? Yeah. You know, I had to go sit down. I was like, yo, that's highway robbery, bro. It is. That's that's extortion yeah. to me. <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, wait a minute, man. So that's why we gotta work hard. So it's like. You work hard to 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 not work hard. Right. So if you have an opportunity to go finance your life livelihood for the rest of thirty years or the rest of your life, why not why, take why that? Not? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that bank might close. Look at what happened with SUV with right. the, uh, Silicon Valley. Right. Just think about you don't know what can happen in this correct market. Versus, how did versus come to be? Man, we was home and during the pandemic. We were just we we know we know what tomorrow hold. We thought it was fun. We reconnected with people that we should have been reconnected with, but we live in a world that we move so fast. And I've been saying this. I told my friends, "What did the world shut down?" Everybody, yeah, right. But it actually happened. So that means whatever something somebody say, do not say, "Oh, that would never happen." You better pay attention when they talk about UFO. Pay attention. So. When the pandemic, it was just me and Swiss, and we just had a conversation about just life. We was, and I was happy to talk to my friend. Like I didn't know we was like best of friends until we start sharing like our personal stories that happened with us, happened us, what happened with us in life, our personal stories. And then I just called him one day. I started antagonizing him. I'm like, all right. What you gonna do with this beat? And I just started like doing beat battles because we we did it one time before and TMZ picked it up when I played the Game of Thrones and he was we talked about you know going at each other and we did it on Instagram. Okay. And then he had we had the idea when we did Summer Jam is like do this album where I do Timbo side he do Swiss side like a versus versus Timbo, mm -hmm. and then we tried the whole thing out really in Hot 97 mm -hmm. at the Summer Jam. And it really worked, but right. you know everybody was outside. You know when the people outside, the world go. Yeah, they, they just they, we just doing the most. So I knew technology. I said once it shut down, I kind of had a you know God put on my heart like technology was going to be the new wave. Mm -hmm. It's going to come in like a storm because we shut down. Mm -hmm. That's the only way to communication. Right. So I called Swiss. I said, man, remember that idea we had three and a half years? You know. The idea we did divert the with battling each other. Let's 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 do that here. Let's do that on Instagram. Let's do it now. And it was I I, I tell you it was God, you know, moving the universe in the right direction mm -hmm. to where it was no problem. And I think what sparked that up was D Nice. D Nice was DJing, everybody was on it. We was all jamming to D Nice. And I was like, man, what can we do? You know, saying to myself, and I called Switch, I'm like, remember, you know, the idea that we had. 
that we did a summer, um, summer jam. Let's do it right here on, on, on the ground. He's like, when? I said, right now. He said, right now? I said, yeah, why not? All right, let's give me an album, get my, get my set up. And I said, all right, I'm gonna get my set up. And we, when we sparked it off, it was all because of the love. So when we did it, we only had 30,000 people, but people, it, but it spread it. Right. And then once it spread it, we all came together as a, as a team and like, we got something here. Right. And we just took control of, of a situation because mm -hmm. I knew to really build like the platform we want to build really takes about two two years. And right. the when you want to get your idea out, you don't got two years. Like right. you need to show the world. Yeah. And so we just, you know, as we just jumped out and did our thing and God bless it to where it caught on like wildfire. Right. And I, I, I thank him because he allowed us to know how to follow the lead because some people get that 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 spark plug and it go away from mm -hmm. them. But I got to thank Swiss, Swiss is a smart businessman. Like as soon as we saw it and how people was embracing it, he's like, okay, we got to call, we got to have a meeting. What are we doing? This is what we doing. I said, right, we doing this. This We got to get the trademark. We got to do this. And then people was like, oh, it ain't gonna last more past the pandemic. But me and Swiss knew that this was the new soul train. This mm -hmm. was a new phenomenon. Right. This was something that's gonna go beyond the pandemic. And um, we just had to believe, cause we had haters saying, oh, blah, 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 blah. Once they heard what we were doing. And then we we knew as a culture, what I love about the culture, like they kind of like, like a bunch of missies. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, they'd be like, that ain't it, that ain't it. And then you gotta work past that ain't it to right. be like, then they'd be on the line, I thank you. I thank you. <laughs> I thank you for doing this. You don't know how much I did, but you was the, on last week, you was like, why y'all giving me this verse? Right. Why you doing I was like, all right. Right. Mama, auntie, we got you. We got you. You know, I know you want cornbread. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go get you the cornbread, but bear with me. So right. that's how Versus was, and it's like, we really stood tall on that and got past that. And I can tell you another thing, it made us feel good in our soul. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and to see it get to this point to where we elevate and now we get into the real business of it and negotiating certain things. And I just thank God that he allowed a tool that was already in place for us to, to invent our tool that right. we had. So what can we expect from Versus? And we see with the artists when they did this, the album sales, a lot of these artists hadn't put out music in a very long time. And we see their sales go through the roof. Everybody go and forget just how great the artists were and go back out and purchase some of their music and start that all over again. So what can we expect from Versus moving forward? Man, we can expect the same, the Versus effect. And we tell people how real that is. Like, we showing a new business. Versus really a new business to show like catalogs, like you said. It never been heard. It's got kids going back listening to it. Right. Versus is a tool of the future of not just like rebirth of catalog that people might have because we sell them the catalog. Right. But how do you get those catalogs to be heard again? Right. Versus is that platform. Okay. So what we got going forward is we trying to do bigger versus. We got we got we got a couple lined up, but you know, like now that everybody outside is scheduling. Right. So we working on the scheduling, but we got some. We got some big ones. Coming. Okay, I got some battles. I wanted you to know. Tell me, Chris Brown Usher battle. Chris Brown versus Usher. That's one of our top tens too. You know, it can happen. We don't. We 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 know it can happen. It's just a matter of time. Cause it's good for the culture. I, and that's a good one. Dr. Dre Quincy Jones. I didn't see that one. <laughs> 
kind of be amazing. I, you just gave well, that's the only. I mean, can't nobody else battle Drake? Can't nobody else battle Dr. Dre but Quincy? Can't no one battle Quincy but Drake? That's it. You, you think so? Who you, who else you gonna throw? Quincy, sixty years in the Quincy. Oh, ain't nobody can battle Quincy. That's what I'm, but I'm saying, if you're gonna throw anything at him, it's got to be Dre. From Sinatra to Ray Charles to Michael wow, Jackson. Wow, Lacey, come on, man. That's like you. Ooh, you just said Sinatra. <laughs> How do somebody come after Sinatra? Nah, I don't know. But I, okay, I can I'm see a, that. I can see that. But are we missing like what about like gambling Huff? <laughs> Me personally, I ain't battling Quincy Jones. That's why I say gambling Huff because you wouldn't. You went like. Segments of people. <laughs> Frank Sinatra, only one that got like that type of. <laughs> it's gambling huff, like people who done like from the stylistics yeah. on the way down. Like yeah. it, but I do like the Dre comparison. But I'm like, when you just said all what he done, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, but Dre, I mean, you you know, uh, from Dre, from Snoop to Park and all those that he's. I mean, so no. it'll be interesting. I want. I just want to hear the song. I like the playlist of the of the of the of the two. Yes. I think but you perfect. only get 20 now. You only get 20. I ain't talking about no catalog. Cause I, I, you nobody, right. nobody right. got Nobody got right. four days to listen to all these music. See, now, that's the thing. Like, Quince ain't going to just go for 20. He said, man, I got to go. Quince going to hit us with a series. Yeah, he's going <laughs> he to be like the first series. <laughs> <laughs> the juke joint. This right. series, yeah, Secret exactly. Garden. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to hit you with a series. Like, right. you can't just get him. You can't get Quince at 20. Okay. Drake and Hove. That would be a good one. But I'd rather see Hov and Nas. Really? <laughs> yes. So if you got to put some money on, so if you, if I, you, hey, 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 your money, you got to put a meal down. Hov and Nas. I got to put a meal down either, either one? Yeah, the winner. I'm going to have to say, you get 500, you get 500. Because <laughs> <laughs> both of y'all are winners, like, Hove and Nas, okay. bro. Prince and Michael. Woo! So you know it's gonna be it's more difficult than you think because Prince was a writer, and people forget that. And now I'm about to go on your side with that. <laughs> one. I'm on your side with that one. I'm on like people probably get mad they see this. Yes. But don't you, that Prince? It's a written, composed. And produce and compose and produce the same thing. So what is compose? Some extra stuff? You know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying? So like, that's serious, bro. So I was thinking like the whole creation of like doing that. Like, cause I wanna see that. I wanna I want like people to pick the best from his family 20 and the Jackson family pick they 20. Right. That would be amazing. Cause you know all this technology. Yeah, we can put a hologram. We put the hologram up. Yeah, the AI, we're gonna love it. Yes. We gonna go crazy with the, okay. the new technology. We gonna go crazy. Well, since we got the hologram, we got the technology. Yeah, Tupac and Biggie. Mm. You know that's what the world waiting for. That, that, that's what we all waiting for. Yeah. yeah, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Like laws and people. To me, it's like let me be. Let us. Let me as Swiss be creative. Don't judge it. People are like, well, don't play with the. Don't play with the dead. Don't do that. I get it, but it's like it's music. Right. I want to hear the music. I want to know what I. I want to relive these memories again. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I really think the Tupac and Biggie. It's necessary. Right. And don't I know people are probably gonna be upset. I just think Aaliyah too. 
Yes. I just don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know. Who are you going to put against? That's what I don't know. But she needs to be in this conversation. Whitney and Mariah. That needs to be done. I like that. Look at that playlist. Mariah and Whitney. Do you know do you know how they catalog them go out the roof? Mm-hmm. That's a that's 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 actually a beautiful I'd rather see that one first. That's what you want you to see first. Not I'd rather see not the biggie two part, but that one. Right. Cause that sets the tone. It's, it, it gets the world ready. Right. It sets the sentimental tone. And it's like Mariah, we gonna cry. We're gonna be emotional. And Mariah gonna bring it. Cause she gonna talk her talk mm-hmm. and them songs back to back. Right. And just us seeing it. You know, they try these these documentaries with I Wanna Dance, but that's really the I Wanna Dance with mm-hmm. somebody. If we did a verses, the, the I Wanna Dance, what everybody wanna do, just document on Whitney, is really the verses, like what you just said, Whitney and Mariah Carey. Who can we put Adele against? I would love to see Adele go really against Alicia again. Okay. I know Alicia did John, and that was great. Um, she did that one. But I, re- I would want to see Alicia again with Adele. Mm. I don't know if anybody's ever thought about this one. What about B and Riri? You know, like, it's funny. Or who can we put against B? Is there anybody we can put against B? Aretha Franklin? It can't it can't be nobody from her era. No. I, no, it can't. She 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 it has to she's be, a standalone. It has to be a Aretha Franklin. It has to be somebody of some some this somebody that's here. If it was a legend that's here or a legend that's not here. Right. She's a standalone. Who can we put against Marvin Gaye? Teddy Pendergrass, uh, Luther, Barry White. Try to think. Um, Sam Cooke. I mean, who 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 would you like to see go battle Marvin? What name you just said? You said you said like four. I said I I started out with uh Marvin, Teddy, uh, Teddy P. I think Teddy. Turn off the lights. I'm doing I'm doing like yeah, a collage yeah. in my head. Oh, that's a good that's a good playlist. Not only that, versus versus is a curated thing, so it's like. Your curation is ac- is is some is accurate because I'm looking at playlisted because like you said we raised the catalog mm-hmm. and that's what Swiss is great at is curating these playlists in the whole like diverse genre or someone because when people go back and listen to the playlist and when you put I ain't know they had that song I ain't know you do that I exactly know you do that. and now you got more music too in your car right you know now you're like oh the verses. It's, it's Marvin and Teddy. Mm-hmm. So now you go on your Apple Music, you like, wow. But Teddy, I mean, people don't remember this, but Teddy used to have female-only concerts. Damn it, all the nigga do that. Mm-hmm. Female only. That's why I say. Mm. Mm. That's a mean one. You mentioned Aaliyah. Sing, she's in movies. How big... Would she have been had she not tragically lost her life? 
Was she headed to, I mean, because we see Beyonce, Beyonce sing, is in movies. Was she going to be Beyonce before Beyonce? I think it would have probably been, this is how I think it would have been. Four girls. Four or five. Missy, Beyonce. I said, you know, like five like top notch girls. Missy, Beyonce, Aaliyah, Rihanna. It's another girl too. Nikki. I think she would have been in those top five. I don't know if she would have beat or been. No, we don't know that. Right, right. But she would have been top five. Top three, maybe. <clears throat> Another guy that produced and songwrite. I believe you can separate art from an artist. You can say what he produced and what he did was unbelievable in the art form mm -hmm. and be disgusted by what he did as a person. And that's R. Kelly. <laughs> and sometimes because the depravity and what he did, you like you throw everything that he's done artistically no, no. away. I don't believe you can do that. No, you I cannot. believe you can separate the two. Yes, you can. I have. I agree. I agree. Talk about Kelly the artist. There's nothing to to try to downplay or whatever he did up outside of the music realm because we know. R. Kelly's the king of R&B. We all know that, man. And it's funny, I'm glad you talk about that because I be having talks with everybody jump when you say R. Kelly. I'm like, so we just gonna ignore his music that he gave us that we all jam to? No, yeah. we can't do that. Right. His art is his art. We not, I'm not gonna bash him. But he ain't art. the only one that got some things and in, in has some things, got some things in his closet, but we still listen to the music. Exactly. And to me, we have to learn how to, I think as a culture, we have to learn how to separate that. And if I say, okay, who can battle R. Kelly? I don't want to see in the comments, how you going to have this? How? Don't mix music up with personal. Mm -hmm. Music is a feeling that stands alone. Music is something that don't have no race, that brings people together. It don't have no drama with it. Mm -hmm. It is a place of enjoyment, right. of feeling. Right. So don't bring drama into music. Leave that outside. His art is his art. I say the same thing about a lot of people. You know, that they're, they're a great artist. But we look at what they do on a personal level. And try to disqualify the, the art. art. You can't do that. I'm looking at some of the guys, some of the people that you work with, from Rihanna to Beyonce, Ludacris, Snoop, Mariah, Brandy, Alicia Keys, Ross, Petey Pablo, Pastor Troy, Brother Sparks. How do, you, how do you go about with these? I mean, you look at these guys, this is a who's who. And then you go Michael Jackson, Nelly Furtado, Miley Cyrus, Elton John, Shakira, Katy Perry, Brad Paisley. One Republic, Nickelback, Limp Biscuit, Lindsay Lohan, Coldplay, Bruh, You all over the map. It, I don't. I didn't know. I didn't never like you just said all that. But I just now noticed that. <laughs> I just look at it like my job. It's music. Gotta, yeah, it's music, and I still got. It doesn't go. matter the genre of music. It be country. It can be you know R and B. It can be pop. It can yep. be whatever. Because I know I'm gonna bring my swag to it. Right. So to me, it's like another day at the office. Right. Let's go do it. Like, it's a challenge. It was right. a challenge. You're like, because I'm like, what do y'all want from me? Right. We want you. Okay, well, you want a little bit of what you used to? Put me on top. Just do you. You really want that? That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And they, they allow it. Right. And we make history.
Who was who you been most surprised by that gave you a call and said, We want you? Elton John. Cause I'm like, Elton, let me. But I had an idea when I got in the studio. I'm like, I don't want you to sing, I just want you to play. And I'm gonna put a choir around you playing. Okay. So he was like, So what do you want me to play? Just whatever. Just go. So you tell Elton John to just play, you're gonna put something around him. Is that normally what you do, or do they ask for? They're like, okay, this is this is what I have. Okay, how do you enhance it? Well, it's like, you know, I came. Elton John was following my lead because he's like the he's the he's the goat, right? And I'm Young Timbo. Right. I had this vision, so it was like he was following my lead. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't what I guess he was used to working with. Right. But I knew who Elton John and his talent, and I knew. I was my favorite song was Benny and the Jet. Benny. Yeah, like Benny. and I knew and all and I was like love all his music. So it's like I just wanted to play. I don't want to sing because I don't know how I'm gonna flip his singing, which I could have. Right. But I just want him to. I want to showcase his his art or what he gifted was and his playing. So I said this. I had this beat. I said let's play to this. Let's play. And we I'm gonna put the choir to it. He just let me do what I do. And he came back and I played it for him. He was shocked. <laughs> he was so, like, wow. You work with artists, that's what you normally do, but how different is it collabing with a producer, Scott Storch? You collab with, you know, collabing with an artist, a Beyonce, or, you know, somebody that sings and you're producing the beats, but now you got another producer and they do what you do. That was the fun because now you're meeting like minded people, and Scott was always dope. You know, Scott was dope. and when I did Crime and River, I was just me beatboxing, you know, all that stuff. And I said, I need Scott to play them chords over top of that. And I called Scott, and he was right there, and he did it. And he started adding his sauce. I knew Scott was always, he was incredible. Right. You know what I'm saying? Scott had a, a gift. I guess Scott is like, you know, I look at Quincy Young as he developed his team at that younger age. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. And Scott was the guy with all the soul, you know, the roots knew who he was. That's why they, that's why he came up with the roots and all that. And Scott was like a perfect person to collab with because it's like LeBron and AD, you know, when you put a great team together. It's right. like, I could pass the ball to him, I know he gonna get 20. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That Scott, I mean, Scott was the guy. His soul was just like my soul. We was like musical soul brothers. Right. Working with Hove, you guys go back. And I you see what? <laughs> yeah, hey, you definitely <laughs> got to give him flowers. Yeah. All that money he making. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to have Hove on here. I want to give him his flowers. But yeah, yeah get him a goddamn garden. Yeah, we yeah 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 definitely for sure. You go in the studio and you work with Hove. Obviously, early in his career, but did you know know Hove was gonna turn out to like go from? What he was, he talked about cooking on the stove, standing on the corner, to rapper, to entrepreneur, to multi-billionaire. You know, I'm glad we're talking about this guy never really like, Jay-Z is a prophet. I don't know if y'all read the Bible, of any scholars of the Bible. Um, God sent him. Like, I never seen I never seen none, nobody like Hove. Hove actually raised me. He don't even know it. He raised me in the music business. He was so prolific, so wise beyond his age.
that I was just amazed at just watching him. That's why, like, I had a different bond with Jay when it comes to my music. It was like we was rewriting the Bible in a way or rewriting history as it's going to be. How Jay-Z foresaw the world going forward, Shannon, I ain't seen nothing like it. When I say this guy speak multiple languages, when we did Picasso, that wasn't the first version. The first version was like all the Hebrew language and all like the, the Jews. He was just breaking it down. And that's when I realized like, this guy not human, he's different. I learned about chess from him. I learned a lot of things just being around him. So for me, it was like going to Black Harvard University, right? Watching Moses, and I'm I'm his I'm I'm following him as he leads us through the desert, right? Because Jay, I knew he was destined for greatness. I knew I'm watching the next biggest thing since. I don't want to say Elvis. I don't want to say, My I want to say, no, I want to say them. I want to say E.T. Wow. Because when E.T. came out, it shook the world. Just, and that was a movie. Right. I'm saying to you, Hove is a movie. When he did that, 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 that DJ Khaled song, people should really take that. The God Giver? Yes. And really chew it. And really use that for a guideline of your life. Jay-Z gave you raps that can help your business. That's how powerful that man is. Place me on anywhere on God's green earth, I'll triple my net worth. So when you, our age now, you gotta look back, that man was 20. He does like, give you a blueprint of what you can become. Exactly. From what he was to what he is. And he, he, told, he taught me so much, bro. And I, I'm glad I was a student to get to see it. You've had some struggles in your life. Um, you had an addiction. Yes, I did. And you said you weren't Tim. Mm -hmm. And not only did it affect you, it affected, affected, impacted others around you. Yes. How did this addiction come about? Not really being sure who I am. You know, a lot of people, I can say this now, when we talk about haters, it's really the enemy in the inner me. I was fighting the enemy within me. I was married at the time and doing things, you know, not really knowing who I am, chasing things that's false. And just life just got a little bit aggressive. It got, it got the best of me. Mm -hmm. And so to deal with all the pressures of life, it started with a dentist taking Vicodin. Mm -hmm. Then the Vicodin made me feel like Superman. It made me get over everything and then all of a sudden, I just kept, I, I find myself just taking it all the time. I had a doctor that was giving it to me at all the times. Uh, my mama, my mom was a great prayer warrior. She was in the church, and she told me she had a dream of me being like, uh, my face was turning blue or something like that. And then I was on it like for like I was taking like 160 milligrams a day of oxycodone. Wow. And everybody that I know who done that has died. You know what I'm saying? So I think I even died, you know, at one point in time where I got out, I had an out-of-body out of experience where I was laying in the bed and I saw myself 
laying in the bed. Mm -hmm. And from that point on, you know, God has changed my mind and um, I didn't go to a doctor. I didn't, I did it cold turkey here. I just started weaning myself off and you can put pills in front of my face. I could just look at it and be like, cause I ain't gonna sit here and hold you. I'm like, it, oh, it, it feels great. It's amazing, mm -hmm. but it's not amazing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I try to be an advocate and talk about that anything is possible if you put your mind to it. And I put my mind to it with the help of God and praying. He weaned me off. I didn't have to go be on another drug to right. get off a drug. AT&T <clears throat> connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Did, did, did the pill addiction impact your marriage? Did that have a role? I think it, it impacted my whole life. God took me to the um, to the bottom. Where the, when I got divorced, you know, divorce is like that thing, like a business. It's, it, you, it destroys you. You lose everything. Half of everything. You lose everything. So for me, you know, it just not. It just it was a self reflection for me. So I did, I didn't mind going back to the crushing place. You know, because God needed to wake me up. You know, saying like I'm a I'm a redeem you. Mm -hmm. But I got to humble you, too. I got to break you down and make me realize, because a lot of things in life I was taking for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're young, we get money. It's just a lot of things I was taking for granted. And I just start appreciating little things like be, be able to stretch, you know, be able to still run like my organs still work, that right. I still can got my right mind. You know, it was just me. The drugs had me. Cause I was an introvert, and I felt like that being an introvert ain't gonna get you, ain't gonna get you paid. Cause you just you can't be quiet. You gotta go out and mingle. Yeah, you got. To. So the, the drug helped me to do that. But people started to notice, like, Tim, you all right? You, you. Did 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 your work slip because of the pill addiction? Oh, did it? A lot. God took my hearing away. He took. I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear right. I remember I was in the studio with Tanache, and I was playing this beat. And then I think when I thought about, it, I was like, that was the wackest beat ever. But in my head, but I was still going through recovery stage. So I shouldn't have really gotten to that room. Right. But because I ain't no quitter, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I know through me still getting off of the drug, I still had some relapse that still wasn't correct. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, I couldn't hear properly. So I, 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 I was just, I was trying to get back at something that God gave me. So I neglect the gift. I neglect music. I thought I was bigger than music. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it works. Right. You know, you got to give God all the glory for what you have, your gift. And don't get above the gift. And right. I got above the gift. And the drugs had me like, I'm Timbo. Everybody going to come to me. Right. And then and when I realized, ain't nobody coming to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then my, my energy is wearing off on the world and I didn't even know it in social media. Stuff I was saying was right. just all Yeah, we reported that Jet Hove told you, said, man, don't do no more interviews. Yep. <laughs> Don't do That's what I'm trying to say. He's a prophet. Right. You know, even Drake told me. 
Drake, that's why I say, that's when I look at people like those guys, those guys are like special to the world. Like, you know, Drake, I think I did something, um, talk crazy on one revolt. And um, Drake's like, yo, man, you don't want to do that and have to go back and apologize later. Like, you want to check it. Like, I commend people like that for, for, for correcting me. Right. And um, on my behavior, Chris Brown corrected me on my behavior. So I commend people because that's what we need. Right. Even though it might cut to the night, you right. still I don't look at it as what's up. What you what you trying to say? I don't look at it as a but beef. See, that used to be that used to be how we they, a community raised kids. Exactly. You remember when we were growing up? If if the elderly people or somebody of of older than you saw you do it wrong, they say Tim, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Still, son, don't curse. You too young to curse. Are you too young to t- steal? You too young to smoke. But somehow we lost that now that if we see other blacks and we try to correct them, ah, oh, let that man live. You being an Uncle Tom, you speaking yeah. bad, we speaking negative. But they thought enough of you. They say, man, Tim, this ain't you, man. That's why I say it's love. That's why I, I, I love it. Like I, cause nobody got to say nothing to watch you fall. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, once they give you the information, it's up to you, you to to to, to, to do what you do. Now. I didn't do it as much because the drugs had a little bit more toll. But right. once I started breaking myself off, weaning myself off divorce, then all the stuff started coming out in my divorce. Like who was doing this behind, you know, not say behind my back, but right. stuff I wasn't paying attention to. Right. Because I fought me because I could have paid, if be something different if I was paying attention. Right. So I can't say, oh, nobody did me wrong because the drugs had my mind to thinking that I'm going to always be this. I'm going to always do that. Which is kind of like, you kind of need that mentality because that mentality kept me going. Right. I didn't like how the mentality came on from a drug abuse. If it was just me being natural, being like, all right, that's what it is because it's going to allow me to get out of the situation. It's the thing that makes us great that also makes us most fallible. Exactly. Heroes and the villain in one. What are the what is a, a, a Timbo studio session like? I mean, is there, you know, is there ambiance going on? You got, I mean, what what's a... We coming in. We got okay. We got a studio. What t- what time do you normally you, you're setting? What, what time? What time? Which okay? Which era Six. you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess the young the young the young dudes they cover that thing at like midnight, two o'clock, two a.m. Well, that's how I used to start. Okay, I didn't go to studio till like one o'clock. So what day are you doing? Well, I mean, what you ain't Sleep. got another job? Sleep like a vampire. Oh, I'm gonna tell you, I was I was gone, man. I was gone. I keep the shades down. I, I I was in the dark, bro. I was in Get Out for real. <laughs> like for real, like for real. Like I tell people now, people take me on lean and stuff. I'd be right. like, I know the feeling, I know the goodness of right. it, but I know the bad outweighs the good. Right. I slept with the shades down. Like who sleeps in darkness? Right. I never wanted the shades up. I constantly just, oh, the sunlight's hurt my eyes. That's darkness, right. man. Like I ain't start. Right. I ain't come out to the dark. Right. And I felt like you know, I look back at it like now, and Pharrell always had to like. Nine to five, I'm out of there. I was like, nine to five? I don't get started till 12 o'clock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was like, but now I look at it like I get better because, you know, I train, I work right. out, I take care yes. of my body. I do all of that. So I started around about like 12, okay. and I try to stop at like nine because my, you know, my brain, look, right. I ain't got no more juices in right. me, bro. I ain't going to, we got two hits right. today. Right. Okay? Cause after that, I know it's gonna be bull crap. I ain't gonna fool myself. I'm going right. home and watch some TV, watch your show. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> you a skip. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rewind. Yeah. Then yeah. I go back and go back into a beat. So right. coming to a Timberland session today, 
It's like I go in there with my team, right. a young producer, and I right. go in there and be and be coach, Coach Simbo, and go in there and dictate. Oh no, let's move this, let's change this, let's do this, and we go in there, we make about three or four, four hot ones, and like let's go, let's go live life, let's go look at some TV, let's read right. a book, let's right. go look at something, right? Because you can't just sit in there and just constantly do music, you just repetitious, just repetitious, and after a while, you like you kind of like overloading. You have to like take a break. Right. And I've learned that through time, like taking a break helps you recover Stay and come focused. back. I'm, I watch and follow you on social media and I see that you work out, you spend a lot of time and I want to commend you on that because I like to see when brothers take care of themselves and, and, and that their health is a big priority. I mean, wealth doesn't mean anything if you're not healthy. Yep. And so to see you do that and see the transformation that you've put your body through and you did it all through hard work, Thank you. It's, you inspired me. Really? Look how you look. <laughs> I tell I tell my coach Phil, who's sitting over there, I tell him all the time, I said, man, look how Shannon look, man. I hope you don't ever take off his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Did I see a picture you tell show you to me? He said he, said, he said he got hip replacement. I said, his hips don't look bad to me. <laughs> I'm over here like, yo, it's you, the rock. And I'm like, being 50 is like being 20 all over again. Mm -hmm. And my dad just had two strokes and, you know, and God bless him. He still, you know, didn't lose too much. Don't have, you know, just got a little speech. Mm -hmm. um, got hit by 18-wheeler, ran over him back and forth. That's all. Only thing he did was poo-poo on himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I look at the bloodline of our, of our, of our family, right, right. Of my dad. So I'm mm -hmm. like, yo, I've been on heavy narcotics. Right. Um, my kids, I want to be... I don't, and I just, I don't want to be lazy. I don't, I know that I'm better than this. And I always have vision when I look in the mirror. Some people can look at, you know, their weight and everything. I was just one who always saw, when I look at, say, you, Jerome Bettis, The Rock, I'm like, see, that's, I got that bone structure. Right. I pulled the fit, like, when they go line each other up, yeah. I want to stand, at least I'm at the end of the line. Right. I ain't gonna say that, because I ain't no, I said, then I be looking at athletes, and I just started like, yo, I could be like that. But then I always like food used to be a part of it. Right. So I had to just say, you know what? I'm like John Wick. I'm, I got sheer will. You know what? I could do this. And so right. I just started like, I look at you and I just watch you in the gym. I look at all y'all and I'm like, no, this 50s is a new 30s. Like, you know what I'm saying? Look at these, look at these guys. Like, mm -hmm. that's how you're supposed to look. Right. You're supposed to be healthy, keeping going. Like, you're not supposed to get old. And then it's just for, just like, you only get one car. Your body's your car. You get one life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, one life. I mean, you, and I got both hips replaced. You can get knees replacement. You know, heart, lung, kidney. You can't replace life. No. And look, I'm looking like, look at him. He's like, he's 20 years old, bro. <laughs> I'm like, I just told him, I said, man, TV don't do him justice. Like, <laughs> these cameras got to stop. They got to stop that, bro. These cameras adding, no, y'all lenses is off. Because I'm looking at him, bro, it's like, like, he, like he still play. You like, y'all still T.O., all these people. Right. I be, I, I'm amazed at athletes. Mm -hmm. Like, I took a new liking to right. all athletes because the the abuse that y'all take. Yeah. The critic. People who don't even work out tell you that you, you know, I see you, you in skip and you talk. Oh, he made it. But have you got on the field? <laughs> have you lifted weight? Until you start looking at what y'all do and what y'all put your body through, right. it's, the, it's the respect that I love. I worked out with Chris Paul. He was like, man, just you being not an athlete, this is what I do for a job. But you come out here and put it in with me, I, res I respect you. Right. I will buy anything you selling. Like, you know, because you put in the work. And right. I ain't really understood that, but till I saw them, I'm like, Man, we look at we talk about the big pays. That's cool, but 
what they go through. Is what I mean. Everybody sees the payday, but they don't know the process that they took to get to the payday. It's just like you. I mean, they see the beat, but they don't understand what you went through growing up to perfect the craft. That finally, the culmination is okay. Crimea River suit and tie, or yeah. the Missy beats, and all that other thing. They don't see that. All they see is the payoff. That's all this. But see, I have a whole nother respect, and I felt like I came with a program we call Pushing Peace. That right. I feel like people of our age, our generation, talking to the men's, mm -hmm. that's from 40 on up, right. 30 on up. Look, it's not about, it's about mental clarity. Right. Working out is cool for the body, but it really makes me clear. It right. gives me a high that I never, I can't explain. Mm -hmm. And it makes me look at life a little different. It takes away anxiety for me. It's just, it just a whole lifestyle. Like, it's my whole life. Like, I can't, I don't like to travel if I, if like, my meals is messed up. Like, right. I'm very serious yeah, with it. Yeah. Like, I'm so serious with it. Like, I'm like, wait a minute. What do I got to do for two days? Oh, man, let me figure out my schedule. I need a, I need my supplements. I need this. And it, and I feel good. And I have great doctors around me just, just like, teaching me about the body. Like, they say, yo, Tim, I get your glucose monitor. I say, you know, Tim, I say, man, I ain't got no disease. I ain't got no hard blood, blood. No, we want to turn you to a fat burning machine, not a sugar burning machine. Right. So I start getting the glucose monitor, putting on my arm and going like this. I'm really all into right. it wow. because I feel like it's it's allowing me to do things like this. Right. Have a conversation where I used to be scared. Right. Okay. I didn't used to, I didn't think I had enough in me to do this. You know what I'm saying? My education ain't all that great. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I'm and it allows me to say, Tim, you good. You mm -hmm. I made your your imperfection perfection. Right. Go show your gift. Right. You don't know who you can touch. Right. So I just started just being free and be by me working out and allows me to endorphins in my brain to say I'm a better me. Yeah, if you take ownership of your imperfections, your frailties, then no one can make you feel inferior about them. Exactly. And when I when I work out with the athletes and they go faster, they look at me and he got and Phil got a lot of fighters that come in there. He trained all these fighters. and They be like, I'm like, man, I ain't trained with these guys, man. These, these. But but, they, but he said, no, -uh, get in there. That's what you need. And get in, and I get in there and then they look at me. They dap me up and they really dap me up. Yeah. Like I could tell it ain't just because yeah. I'm Timbo the kid. Yeah. They really like. Yeah. Yo. Because that's, because that's what we do. We're athletes. We train. That'll be like if we came in the studio and we did okay on the track. You're like, okay. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's the same thing. We're going to give you yours because that's what we do. We train. Our job is body and to make sure our body is performing at in peak condition. And peak yes, pain. yes. And so I wanted to commend you on that. Let me ask you a question. Uh, get you out of here on this. Are we going to get a Timbo Missy reunion? And you got anything coming, any new music coming out? Yes, we are getting the Timbo Missy. I'm gathering up the sound because it's certain. It's a certain sound that I want her to have. At You know, you see how good she look right now? Yeah. She, she look like she's 20 years old. Yeah. So I want to give her a sound that fit how she looks. Okay. And that's my job to get her excited while she's doing all the things. Because I think she's doing uh, Lovers and Friends. Mm -hmm. She got a lot of festivals coming yeah. up. So I'm just gathering all my material to really go sit down with her. I know April's going to be a busy month, but I got to finish up with her and I'm going to try to we're going to try to put it out around her birthday in July. Okay. My god. Tambo, appreciate you, bro. Love. Standing, this was beautiful, bro. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you. Taking the opportunity sitting down and talking with me, bro. Hey, man. Hey, but look. This Shay. She's <sighs> All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hustle paid the price.
wanna slice. Got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life, yeah. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Wanna slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Since every minute counts when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily chore with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro, the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious hand washing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at babybretza.com.